welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amapola, and welcome back to the podcast, you guys. So happy to have you back. Happy Tuesday. Hope you guys have been enjoying the episodes lately. Um, I just recently posted an episode about confidence, insecurities, and I'm hoping that episode helped you guys out and was something that was beneficial because I know that's a topic that we all struggle with. I know I do. And so hopefully that was helpful. Um, you guys, today's episode is going to be the last solo episode of season three. We have one more episode coming, but this is the last one of me just sitting down, hanging out with you guys. The last episode is going to be with a guest and it's a guest I'm just extremely excited about. I think you guys are going to find that episode super beneficial. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss it. It's something that I found really beneficial, something that I needed in my own life. But um, this is going to be the closing basically of season three, which is so crazy, but I've been going literally nonstop since I think February 1st or January 15th. I haven't missed a single week for season three, so I'm pretty proud of myself for that. Um, But it is almost November, so the last episode will be going up November 1st. And right now I'm filming this on October 24th. And it's a Monday and uh, life is about to get pretty dang crazy for me here coming up soon. So that's kind of why I'm just taking a little bit of a break. I want to take a break for the holidays. I have a project that I've been working on for the last couple months that really needs some attention come November and December. So that's kind of why I'm also stepping away. But just for me to kind of be able to re-figure out this podcast, work on some stuff again, and just make sure that we are hitting the ground running again coming season four. Um, So today's episode is just going to be kind of like a recap a little bit of this last year, some thoughts, some areas that I grew in, areas that were hard, um, and then more of just like what I'm looking forward to for this next year, some thoughts on next year, and then also going to be answering some questions that you guys sent me as a voice memo. So instead of me just reading them, you guys are going to actually hear the listener's voice of people submitting questions. So I'm just going to be probably answering, I think, three to four of those. So it's just going to be kind of a chill episode because I'm in a chill mood. It's rainy in Dallas right now. So I'm like, want to just get cozy, but I can't. I'm working today. That's okay. And so, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of just hanging out with me, recapping season three. And so let's just get right into it. Okay, so... This year has just been crazy. Honestly, it's been so crazy. I kicked off the year. Where was I in February? I traveled so much. I think I did like three or four ski trips around February, March. I had my 28th birthday in March. Um, I was dating someone around this time. And so this is when me and this person were deciding, you know, are we doing this? Are we not? Are we getting married? Are we not? We ended up not working out, which is fine, but that was a huge part of this past year as well that did play a lot into identity and um, just knowing my worth and my value and what I want and also just expectations with God of just being able to let go of some expectations of things. And so um, this year has just been crazy. Like I lived with Maddie. I traveled a ton. I signed a really cool deal that I've been working on this last year. My podcast became more successful than I was actually anticipating, which was really, really cool and such a, such a blessing. And I got to work with just some really cool brands this year. I got to travel quite a bit. I just went to the Maldives and Dubai recently. I went to Alaska. I went to Hawaii, uh, Charleston for the first time, Nashville. I mean, this past year was so crazy. And 
got my house pretty much redone in a lot of ways. My floor is completely redone. I redid some of the backyard and landscaping and just working on a lot of, I would say, trust with the Lord because this past year, like I was just kind of coasting. It felt like I was, you know, I I was doing great. Like I was just like, I'm good. I'm good with the Lord. I was reading my Bible every day and going to Christian conferences left and right. And I was speaking at churches, which was really, really cool. I got to speak, I think about two or three times this past year. That was really fun. Um, And so that was really cool and kind of challenging for me as well of like, am I gifted in speaking? Is this really something that the Lord wants me to do? Um, So kind of questioning that as well, but also just kind of processing the feeling of, you know, like feeling like I was falling behind because I did make a whole podcast on that of, you know, what do you do when you feel like you're falling behind? And I shared all my thoughts in that, but you know, just me going personally through a breakup and something that I thought would work out and something that I was excited for, but also was still struggling with of like, is this really the best thing? Is this really what God has for me? And kind of questioning a little bit in that of just, okay, God, like I know things can be really good and they could be right and I could make this work, but is this genuinely what you have for me? Is this genuinely the type of relationship you want for me? And so while one of my friends was getting engaged and another one of my friends got engaged just recently, and then me going through a breakup about four months ago already at this point, it was a lot to process in that of just like, why God? So I do think that this year had a lot of questions and a lot of like, God, what are you doing? But then also probing the question back to me of like, do you trust the Lord? Do you trust that he's good? Do you trust that he has something that's better for you? Even if you can't understand in the moment, even if it doesn't look like the way you anticipated, the way that you expected, can you still trust that God's good and he's going to provide? And that's just something that I wrestled with of just like, oh my goodness, like, do I genuinely trust God the way that I say I trust God? Do I genuinely follow the Lord the way that I follow, that I think I follow the Lord? And so this past year, honestly, challenged me a lot in my faith, challenged me in a lot of the ways that I go to God. And I think a lot of the times what we can do is we can go to God and be like, okay, God, like if you give me that, then that means you're good. And if you don't, then I, that doesn't mean I think you're good. That doesn't mean that I think that you genuinely care about me because it doesn't come in the shape or the form that you anticipated or expected or wanted. And so been wrestling with that a lot of like, man, because it didn't come in the shape or form that I dreamt of or wanted, do I still think that God can be in it? Do I still think that God is good? Do I think that God's withholding from me when the Bible says that he doesn't withhold any good thing from us because um, he loves us, you know? And so I think I had to wrestle with a lot of like, oh, I only believe that God is good when I get something that I wanted. And so that was something that I had to really, really challenge myself in this past year. And then again, if it's like, not coming at the timing that I wanted or the form that I wanted or how I wanted it. Do I still believe that God is still working and that he's present, that he's near and that he cares about me? Or do I base my feelings and my circumstances and my surroundings? Do I base whether God is good based off of that? And that's a hard thing to wrestle with. That's a hard thing for me to kind of admit because I think as a Christian, you can kind of go around all the time and be like, no, no, no. Like God is good. God is good. God is good. But when you aren't getting all the things you wanted, when you aren't getting them when you wanted them, can you still believe that? Can you still follow him? Can you still have faith? Can you still worship him and praise him and glorify him and give him 
your 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 thanks and your gratitude. And so that is something that I do think we should be challenged in is can you worship God still through the mess or the worry or the complaints or the doubts or the fears? Can you still worship him? Because I believe this wholeheartedly that worship is a weapon to fight back on the enemy. And so are we able to worship through still the doubts and the fears and the questions? And I do think that there are seasons where maybe you just can't do it. Maybe you need someone to do that for you. Maybe you need someone to lift your hands for you. But there are times where it's like you got to just fight through. You've got to fight back. You've got to just pick yourself up and pick your own arms up and just be like, no, I am. I'm not going to let the enemy win because that's what he wants me to do. He wants me to pull away from God. He wants me to sulk in this. He wants me to believe that God isn't good. And so sometimes we just have to be our own champion in that. And I think that's something I've had to do is have really honest conversations with myself and honest um, journal entries of just being like, okay, I'm pretty mad right now, or I'm pretty frustrated, or I'm pretty like, okay, God, you know, I say you're good, but right now I'm not really feeling it and still have to put on the worship music and still have to journal and still have to read the Bible and still just be like, regardless of my feelings, I'm going to choose to be obedient. I'm going to still choose to worship you. I'm going to still choose to give thanks. And I do see that that changes your heart posture. I do see that that changes the way you see God. It changes you the more that you can just lay your desires down and lay your lay your wants down and just surrender. Just say, God, you know, whatever whatever you throw at me, whatever you give me, I, I will be thankful and I'll be ready for the fight because I know you've not left me. I know you're still near, but I know it's hard to get there. I know. So that's something that I was kind of just wrestling with is just like, why would I go through this breakup? Why would other people be getting things that I've wanted for the last, you know, 15, 16 years um, and wrestling with that? And I think that's a relatable feeling that a lot of people go through is just seeing other people get what they wanted or you think something is so good and you think, oh, I'm about to get this or I'm about to get married or I'm about to get the house or I'm about to get the degree or whatever. And it gets ripped from you. And you're just like, why? Why would it, why would it feel like God is teasing me? When I don't think that God's teasing you, I think it is out of his kindness that he takes that away right before you're, you fully have it because he's like, wait, no, that's not maybe what I intended for you. There's something better on the horizon. That's still not my best for you. And so that's something that I have to wrestle with a little bit of being like, okay, you know, if it was taken away from me, it must have not been God's best. It must have not been what God truly intended for me to have. And that's, that's hard. So I've learned a lot of just surrender. I've learned a lot of just opening my hands even more. I think I learned a lot about surrender last year, but even more this year of just like, God, I don't know best. I don't know everything that is right. I don't know all the answers. I I will fully admit that I'm not prideful enough to be like, I have it all figured out because I don't. I 100% don't have it figured out. And I think I'm learning. I'm growing. I feel like I know enough to hopefully help people out, but I'm still on this journey. Like I always say, we're on the path of progress, not perfection. And so it will never be a finish line of fully figuring this out. It's, it's a continual journey and day by day process of just like surrender and trusting the Lord in the process and just being obedient. I think the more that 
we are obedient and the more that we listen to God and the more that we surrender, the more that we do hear his voice, the more that we are able to discern and decipher if things are good or not as we are reading and we're in community and we're seeking him and we're praying. I believe the Holy Spirit will continually guide us. And so that's just, I think, an encouragement to you is that you don't have to all the answers, but the more that you seek him, the more that you will find him, the more that he will lead you and guide you. And it does say in the Bible that, you know, a man may plan out his steps or his what he wants, but the Lord is the one that's ultimately going to ordain them. He is going to ultimately guide your path. And so a man may may have desires and plans in his heart, but it's the Lord that directs his steps. And so just knowing that, that God wants to direct your steps. And so that's something that I've been kind of encouraged in of just like, all right, God, you are the one that directs my steps. And I'm, I'm able to always look back every single year, look back in the seasons and be like, God never left me. He ordained everything. There was no mistakes. There was everything that was, everything was ordained and just guided by him. Like he always was working. He was always in the midst of it. And I can praise him for that because even though things may not have gone the way I wanted or there's been frustrating things, or I may have been like, wait, why, why did that happen? I can always see that God was working or that he prevented something for, from, something worse from happening or he took care of me or he still gave me joy and peace in the midst of the confusion or the doubts or whatever. And so that's like, that's pretty cool. And so this past year was pretty tough in the sense of, um, going through another breakup and if someone that I did love and I did care about, but also still realizing like, man, my heart desires so much more than this person was offering and knowing so what I deserve and what I want and what I need. And again, remembering that just because it's a good thing, just because you can make it work, doesn't mean that you should. And that's kind of what that relationship was, was this person was amazing. They were incredible. They were godly. We had great boundaries. I mean, that's what helped the relationship end so clean and me not have bitterness or resentment or hate this person or anything. Like I think so unbelievably highly about this person, but just showing that how you can date well, leaving the person better than you found them. And that's what that relationship was, was like, he made me a better person, but it also refined more of showing me what I do want and what I don't want. And just because he was a Christian and we cared about each other and it was good and all these things, it doesn't mean that that was God's best. And that's what we found is like, we care about each other, but we just did not have a companionship that we felt like would be good and sustainable in marriage. And so that was so frustrating. I cried for like maybe three weeks straight. And then it was so weird, just like spiritually, I just feel like the Lord just like healed my heart and just was like, you're good, move on. And then within like a month, I was good. Like I went on a date again and I was like feeling ready to date again, which was so crazy. And I was like, okay, wow. Like this is cool. Thank you, God. Like it was like God healed my heart so fast and prepared me for another person. And so that's where I just feel like in dating, I've learned how to have boundaries and how to not rush things and how to treat the person right and take care of them and leave them better than you found. And that was just really, really cool. I've never fully experienced that. I think the past relationships I've been in, the person has really hurt me or damaged me or I had resentment or just bitterness. But with this last relationship, it was like the first relationship that I felt like, oh, you don't have to hate the person. That's kind of nice. Oh, you can actually like care for them and still pray for them and respect them. That's really cool. So I just like want to thank that person almost. Like I want to thank the person that I dated for that long and just be like, thank you for being so great to me. 
And if he's listening to this, thank you. Thank you for doing that. You were incredible. And I still pray for you and care for you from afar, but I'm so, I'm so content and, and peaceful knowing that that was not what God wanted. And so it's just a reminder to know Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens, and I started taking AG1 because I really am big into health, and especially health that is convenient because I do have a very busy, busy life, and that is exactly where AG1 comes in. In the morning, I wake up, and I just take one scoop of it. I put it in my water. I drink it on an empty stomach, and it just seriously gives you so many benefits. With just like one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help just start your day right. And that's exactly why I take it in the morning time. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up in a complicated supplement routine to recover, and it cost him $100 a day, which is a lot. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create your own optimal nutrition routine on your own. And it's seriously so convenient. It's also very affordable. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's just one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. I really recommend it because it does take care of your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, gut health, so many benefits in one. It is absolutely worth it to invest into yourself And so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash healthy. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash healthy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance that you can date well. Not every relationship has to end so toxic or traumatic or unhealthy or abusive or where you hate them or all these things. It's like you can end in an amicable, respectful way and it be good still. And so that's what it looks like to me to date well. When we had boundaries, we didn't say I love you. We talked about marriage. We thought all about it. But after some time, we were like, okay, we need to probably decide, are we doing this or are we not? And when it came to a certain point, we were like, okay, we don't think we need to do this. And so that was kind of cool. That was something that the Lord showed me of just like, wow, like there are good men out there that will respect you and treat you right. And it just doesn't mean that that's your person though. So that was like kind of an interesting thing this past year. Um, Something else too that I would say within just like body image is like, I feel like this was one of the years that I still did wrestle within body image, but the same time, I feel like this was the year that I was like the most confident about myself, which is so cool because I think the last couple of years I've always been pretty insecure, which is why when I did that podcast about um, confidence and insecurities, this year felt like the first year that I was just kind of like, I care but I also don't care that much. Like I really don't care if I look a little scraggly that day or if I've gained a little bit of weight or if I have a little bit more fat on my arms or whatever. Like I I always was working towards a goal and just making sure I take care of myself or that I go on walks or that I eat healthy or do whatever. But I let myself have days that I just was like, it does not matter. Like, why are you giving so much power to this? Why are you giving so much weight to this? And so finding the balance of like not complaining if I didn't look my best that day or not complaining if I did gain weight, if I was just like, oh my gosh, I've gained weight or whatever. 
But instead being like, I'm still going to take care of my body. I'm still going to go on walks. I'm still going to work out. I'm still going to eat healthy because I like that mentally for myself. I like that. I feel good when I do that. But being okay if there were days where I did gain weight or I did have a pimple or I didn't look my best or whatever, like just giving myself grace to be like, who freaking cares? And that's not been something I've been able to do in the past where I could leave my house not feeling my best or feeling like a little you know, feeling a little ugly that day or a little less than confident that day, just kind of being able to be like, I don't really care. And that's new for me. I would say definitely this year I grew in my confidence so much, my worth, how I date, the way I just see my value and what I want. Like people around me have been like, you have become so confident. And I'm just so thankful for that. That's definitely because of the Lord for sure. And as I've gotten older, but also because of my friends and them encouraging me, making me better, pushing me more towards Christ and reminding me who I am, reminding me in Christ who I am. And so that's just something that I've been super, super thankful for is just friends encouraging me and reminding me who I am and just watching how my friends honor themselves, watching how my friends um, don't accept less than God's best. That encourages me. And so in conjunction with that, furthermore, and to that, I think community has been something that I've been really challenged in in this past year because um, this year was really interesting with friendships and community. I was really trying to get involved in a church, like get into a, a small group and get into a community group. And the church that I go to makes it pretty difficult to do that. And I didn't want to just get into any group. I didn't want to just join a random one. I wanted it to be girls that I knew that I felt safe with, that I wanted to do life with, that I felt challenged by, that inspired me, that really wanted to be hungry for the Lord. Not just, oh, let's just meet weekly and never hear from you again and then see you again next week. I didn't want that. I didn't want a group of girls that were gossiping or that just wanted to talk about the latest drama or The Bachelor or whatever. Like, I wanted girls that genuinely sharpened me and were hungry for the Lord And that's kind of hard to find, to be honest. I've found that that's been pretty difficult to find. There's girls that I can do life with, I can hang out, we can work out, we can go get coffee, yada, yada. But to find people that genuinely want to walk this faith and to be challenged and to challenge you back and to be hungry and to have high convictions, that's pretty difficult. And I'm finding that, you know, um, my friendships with like Riley and Maddie and my two friends in California, like those are really hard to replace. And so I almost started to look at friendships as like, I don't need to have as many friends as possible. I just need to have the friends that I have be refined and good and challenged and like to make those friendships really good and make those friendships be really high value and high quality. And so looking at that friendships can, friendships can be more quality than quantity. And I've talked about that in the past that you don't need to have 20, 30 friends, like have five really good friends. And that's what I really solidified this past year are who, who are my really good friends? Who are people that are lifelong friends, people that I'm going to do life with for the rest of my life? Because I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends I could reach out to. I could get coffee with, we could go to a concert, we could do whatever, a game night. But when crap hits the fan, it's like, who are you reaching out to? Who is that person that when you need to cry or you need prayer or when you're struggling, like when I was going through my breakup, who was it that I was calling? It was probably like five or six people. And that's what you, you got to take notice of is like, who are those people? And I, am I being a good friend back to them? And so I really feel like I just refined that in a lot of ways this past year 
And then I do think it's kind of scary though, because sometimes when you're not being a yes woman, because I feel like I kind of pulled away a little bit this past year when I was going through this breakup and just dating people and just traveling. And I was gone a lot of the times who are the people that are still inviting you? Like if a person isn't inviting you when you're not around all the time, it's like, are they still going to invite you to places? Are they still going to hang out with you? That was kind of scary. It kind of like showed me really who my real friends are. Like if I'm not in town or if I'm busy or if I'm dating someone, like are those people that I think are my friends, are they still going to reach out to me? Are they still going to care about me? And it did show me a little bit of kind of like who I really thought, who I thought were my friends and who they, who actually were my friends and who really wasn't. And that was kind of interesting. So I just feel like my friend group just refined a lot more and that I decided I really wanted to just really invest in a small amount of people because I just think, I don't know, when you get older, your friend groups and your your friendships get more tightly knit and you refine them and they get smaller and smaller. And I think that's okay. I think that's just part of growing up and getting older is that that's just kind of this like inevitable. And so, yes, I still have like friends and people invite me on trips and stuff like that. But I've just noticed that I've become more, I don't know, just more picky on who I want to spend my time with and who I want to say yes with and who I want to go on trips with and also just knowing the balance of like when I need space and when I need to say no. And I've definitely noticed as I've gotten older that I like to be home a little bit more. I like to watch movies more. I don't want to go out. Like I don't, I don't really like to have like super crazy weekends anymore. Like I don't want to travel all the time as much anymore. Like I just get exhausted and more tired by that. And so call me old, call me 28, but I've noticed as I've gone older, like I want to be in more. I want to have like more safe people around me than just random people. I don't want to always be traveling. I don't always want to be doing everything every single day and every single weekend going out party, party, party. Like I, when I say party, I mean like going to game nights and having events with friends and stuff. I more mean just like constantly being social. Like I do find myself being a little bit more drained lately, which is kind of crazy. So I've just become more, I guess you could say older in that. And I just think that, I don't know, that just comes with time is that you, you really want to protect your peace more, your space, your home, your time, what you say yes to your, your yes and your no's. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think as long as you're still being a good friend, you still have people around you, you have still people checking up on you that you're investing in, they're investing in back, back into you. I think that matters a lot, but back what I was saying with the church saying like, that was one of my goals was just getting invested in this church, but I found it to be really, really difficult. It's still a goal of mine. It's still something that I want to do because I believe being invested in the body of Christ and serving, I think it is so important. That's something I want to always do. Um, but I also felt like my church was pretty difficult in that, but I still had people I was constantly meeting with people. I was talking to people that knew what was going on, especially when, when I was having my breakup, people that constantly, checked up on me and I was honest with and stuff like that. So regardless of that, I think it's always important to still have people in your life that you are consistent with checking up on and just know who you are, what's going on, what's happening in the innermost parts of you that are scary or sad or that you don't really want to admit. I think it's so, so important. So that was just kind of something that I relearned this year was like, man, I really do believe in the quality of friends and the quantity of friends and that matters. And who are the people that you find yourself doing life with for the rest of your life? And so even though I have so many like good friends and they live all over, I have friends in Nashville, I have California friends, San Diego, um, just all over Dallas, Austin, now Florida. Um, I just like want to make sure I, I 
really invest and take care of those those four to six close close people and really make sure I'm being a good friend back to them. So that was just kind of something that I learned this past year that I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, I think going forward, um, I don't know, life is going to be pretty crazy this next year because I am just trying to be like, okay, Lord, you know, when am I going to get married? What am I going to do with my house? Am I going to move again? Um, Maddie is moving out next weekend. She's getting married next weekend. And so that's going to be changing things and just kind of deciding, do I want to get another roommate? Do I want to live alone? Do I want to move somewhere else? Do I want to move somewhere else in Dallas? Just kind of redreaming again and rethinking about what do I want this next year? And so I don't know. It's like, there's this weird waiting season again that I'm entering into of just like, it's a little scary. I'm not going to lie of entering into what's going to happen in my life, but I'm not scared. It just feels a little eerie because it's unknown, but I refuse to give into anxiety. I refuse to give into fear of the future because I know that God is in my future. That was something that the other day at church when I was worshiping, I was just praising God, just being like, God, I can trust you with my future because I know you are in my future. I know you are. And so, um, it feels a little scary entering into a little bit of unknown of like, what am I doing? What is this next season going to look like? Do I want to live with someone? Am I going to be married next year? Like all the things, what is dating going to look like? Um, it feels a little scary, but I do wholeheartedly just trust the Lord. I believe in the Lord. I just know that he will take care of me. So I don't want to give into fear. I do not want to give into anxiety and I won't, I absolutely will not. And so even though I might wrestle with that and I am a little nervous for what's to come, I just believe that God is good and he's going to take care of me and show me um, this is what's to come. And you can trust me. And like I said, the more that I spend time with him, the more that I pray and seek him, the more that I feel like God is going to lead me. He's going to show me what I'm supposed to do. And I trust that. And so I don't know. I think some things just going forward of um, dreams and goals for the future is writing a book and having a conference, the Abide Tribe Conference, and maybe moving again. Um, you know, marriage would definitely be a dream for sure. Living abroad would be something I wanted, I'd want to do for at least like a month or something. And so I've thought about that. I'm like, what if I lived abroad, you know, next year for a bit? Like, what if I went to Europe for a bit or whatever? I don't know. Because I do have the option to either rent my house out, sell it, Airbnb it out, whatever, um, or just live here. So I'm just trying to decide and pray through that. I'm just like, God, what what should I do, you know? But I'm, like, kind of excited because I'm like, I could do anything. Like, there's nothing containing me now. So I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm nervous. But at the same time, I'm really, really hopeful. I'm really hopeful. So those are just some like dreams that I have for next year. And then launching season four again, getting different guests. I really want to just up up more of this quality of the of the podcast and just rethink about some things that I want to do for next year. So of course, I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on the Instagram of like, what is it that you want to see more on next year? I definitely think like I've talked about just getting a studio for my podcast, which will be way more money. So I'm trying to decide financially, is that something I want to do? Because um, right now I'm just operating out of my room, my, my office, which is kind of nice because I can just walk right across the hallway to my office and just film this podcast and it's kind of cozy and homey and I like that. Or do I want to go more the podcast studio route and make it more professional, more talk showy? Um, so I'm going to think about that a little bit, but I do think that is the route I want to go. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. And this podcast has just been such a blessing. I launched the merch and that did extremely well. Everything like sold out, which was so crazy and such a dream. So I am working on restocking the um, totes again because the totes did so successful. Like out of anything, the totes just crushed it. And so they're currently sold out. I'm working on working with a different merch company so that they can ship those out faster because 
The last company shipped them out way too late. So I'm working on refining that. And then you guys just thank you so much for just the amount of like shares and listens and downloads. I mean, this podcast has over two point, I think 4 million listens now or something. It's insane. I just like never in my wildest dreams, like thought my podcast would do that. It's just so cool. I'm just so like, ah, cause this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. Like my podcast is my baby. It's my joy. It's something that I just love. I see so much fruit from it. When people DM me, when I meet people in person, that's what people talk to me about is they're like your podcast, your podcast. I'm like, what? It's so cool. So this podcast has just been just crushing it. And I'm just so thankful for that. And just thank you for people that have donated to me monthly. I think there's like, I don't know how many people donate monthly, but there's some people that donate monthly to this podcast. And just thank you so much because that helps me create the merch that helps me buy equipment that helps me pay my podcast coordinator that helps me pay for the subscriptions that we need for the podcast when we film virtual podcasts. And it really helps us run everything. So thank you so much for sowing a seed into this and just believing in me and believing in what God's doing in this podcast. I believe so much more for this podcast and I just know God is working in it and he's working in me and thank you for trusting me in this podcast and knowing that I am trying my best to always live a life that is of high conviction, a life that is of living in the light and, and living a life of fruitfulness and living for Christ and living set apart. That's what I believe that you guys see in me and you're sowing a seed into that. And so thank you for believing in me because I do want to live a life that is set apart. That's different. That is living above reproach. And so I always want to be the same person offline and online. And so when I say something to you on this camera, like I always want to make sure that I can believe it and back it up. And will there be times that I'll, I might fail you? Yes. But um, I try my best not to, I want to make sure that I'm living in a high conviction life. And so Thank you guys for believing in me and just purchasing the merch and resharing it. You guys always post it on Instagram and stuff. And so thank you guys for doing that. And so those are just, I guess, some things I've learned from this last year and then some dreams I have for next year. And now I kind of want to answer some of y'all's questions from the voice memos. Um, maybe I didn't answer everything from last year, but last year was just this past year, more like it was just cool. I got to travel so much and I've learned so much about myself. I've become more confident in my identity and my worth and just who the Lord's called me to be. And in turn with that, that's how I get to help you guys out. And so I've noticed all my social media has grown, which is so crazy. There was a moment when I noticed my social media it wasn't growing, but all my numbers have been growing again. And I've just been like, so excited about that. I've just been like, okay, wow. Like what I'm doing is working. So thank you, Lord. And my assistant that I brought on has helped me so much. And so I'm just thankful. I'm just really genuinely thankful. I'm excited for the holiday seasons. I'm excited for just Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the things. So don't forget, like if you, while I'm not posting on here, I'm still posting weekly on my YouTube channel, daily on my Instagram. So you guys can still always catch up with me on there. So just know I'm just, coming back to the podcast here on January 15th, but I'm not disappearing from social media altogether. Um, so just know I will still be around. So anyways, thank you guys so much. And now let's get into the voice memos. All right. So I put my headphones back on so I can listen to these. So there's a couple people that sent things. Some people just kind of sent some thank yous and then some people did send questions. So let's hear this. Hi, Janine. Would you want another roommate once Maddie moves out? Okay, good question. That is something obviously I've been already talking about. And I've mentioned this before, but honestly, I don't know. I'm praying through it. I am praying that if I were to get another roommate, that that would be something that 
is very supernatural. It's very ordained by God that I just feel so much peace. I'm very particular on who I live with because it's my home. It's where I work. It's where I do everything. It's where I film content. It's where I like, I like to host people. So I need someone that's really down for hosting and throwing events and stuff. And so for the next couple months, probably no. And then I'm going to decide what I want to do. I might have my sister moving with me from Seattle. Um, we'll see, but as of right now, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to stay open handed with that. And if the Lord is bringing someone great, but for right now, I don't know. I'm going to chill probably by myself for just a little bit. Hi, Janine. Um, first I just want to thank you for your podcast. It's truly been such an inspiration, um, and has really helped me through this difficult season in life, um, of getting over a breakup. Um, Mm. I feel like so many girls are experiencing this right now, but I just want to like, thank you for all your advice. Um, and your commitment to spreading the gospel and how that can be used in getting over um, a breakup. So that's just been, you're such a blessing. So thank you. But my question is, how do you get over a guy you thought God placed in your life to marry him, if that makes sense? Mm. So yeah, that's it. Thank you. Wow. Yes. Okay. First of all, thank you to Brenda for the question. Um, and then the list, this most recent girl, her name, actually, sorry, the other one before was Gail. No, Carmen Gail. That last question was from Alana. So thank you, Alana, so much for the encouragement. And yeah, I feel you. It's so frustrating when you thought it was going to go into marriage and you're like, yes, this is my person. This is my person. And then it doesn't work out. And then you're like, wait, uh, uh, wait, like I was so close. And you're like, how... I get you. It stinks. But it's exactly kind of what I was just talking about. It was just knowing that if if God, if it didn't work out or if it's taken away from you or if it splits or whatever, then like you just kind of have to trust the process of just knowing like, all right, then that just was not it. It was probably something that I was just really hopeful for and I was dreaming of. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being Sorry, my nose is so itchy right now, and I don't know why. Um, there's nothing wrong with being hopeful, but I think that's where you just kind of got to give yourself, get yourself back down to earth and just kind of be like, okay, like I was really hopeful, and I was really expected, and I am still believing of maybe this potentially working out or something, but you got to just go back down to earth and be realistic and just be like, all right, I can't be clinging on to what was and the good things, but I need to look at now what is and what's actually happening and what's current and just kind of bring yourself back down to earth. And I think you just got to look at the relationship as it sucks, but you got to look at it as like a lesson and you got to look at it as like, all right, what did this teach me? What did this person teach me? What did I learn more about myself? What am I thankful for? But what do I want different now going forward? What are things that I didn't get from this person? And looking at the pros and cons and then just kind of being like, all right, that stuff, that, that stinks. That sucks. Like I'm going to grieve that and give yourself time to grieve and to be sad because it, it is sad. It is a bummer, but also just kind of be like, you know what? If it was taken away from me, there's a reason. There's a reason. God's not just going to take it away for no reason. And so I just believe that that's where we have to have a little bit of faith with the Lord. And it kind of stinks, but grieve it. But then kind of get back on that horse and be like, God, I still trust you. And I'm going to trust that that was taken away for a reason. And I think that the Bible, the Bible talks about you don't lack anything when you seek the Lord. No, no Christian or no person that loves God lacks no good thing. Okay, this is the verse I was thinking of. Psalms 3410. It says, um, the young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And so I'm basically just trying to say, like, if you're seeking the Lord, you're not going to lack a good thing. 
So if it wasn't really from the Lord and it wasn't really a good thing, then it was not from God because you wouldn't be lacking it if it was truly good and if it was truly from God. You see what I'm saying? You following? And so grieving that and just being like, that hurts and that sucks. And give yourself time to heal and to kind of be like, reflect on the relationship of what you liked about it, but also what you didn't like. And then kind of just close the chapter. Let yourself heal. Maybe stop looking at the pictures. Don't follow them on Instagram. And then just kind of let yourself try to move on slowly but surely. I know it takes time and heartbreak, it stinks. Like I get it. Like I was processing for a bit, like, God, why would I have dated this person again if it didn't work out? But then the same time, it's like, I learned another thing of what I wanted. And then just going forward, praying like, God, do not let me enter into a relationship again. If it is not from you, close my eyes. Don't even let me see the person protect me against this person, unless you want me to be with this person. Because I think sometimes, again, like we can instigate the relationship, we can start the relationship. And God was like, I didn't ask you to do that. Like you did that. And so being prayerful next time before you go into a relationship of like, Lord, I don't even want to see the person. I don't want to start. I don't even want to like them if it is not from you. And so pray bold prayers about that for the next relationship. Okay, here's another question. This is from Coleman. Hey, Janine. Um, just wanted to ask, what are your thoughts on understanding the difference between repenting and the grace of Jesus Christ? Um, yeah, let me know. Okay, thank you, Coleman, for that question. So that's a great question, and I actually, I've been thinking about this question for a bit, and this is kind of what I came to in my heart and my conclusion was that repentance is more for you. Grace is from God. Grace is more for God. I do think that repentance is not necessarily something that God needs. Like we don't always have to be like, God, please forgive me. God, like I sinned, I messed up because God already knows. Like God already knows you messed up. He knows what you did and he's still gracious to you. But the thing is, we don't want to abuse God's grace. I think repentance is more for you than it is for God. It's more um, creating a routine and a habit and a healthy consistency with the Lord of going to the Lord and saying, God, I'm sorry, I'm repenting it because repentance changes you. It changes your heart. And so that's what I think is, is, is important is that even though God already knows you messed up, he knows what you did. It's creating the discipline and the routine of going to God and saying, God, I'm sorry. And you're, you're creating this routine in your heart of continually going to the Lord and making sure that you have clean hands and pure heart and going back to him. And it's out of obedience. It's an, it's an act of love and obedience to the Lord. So even though God already knows, and he's still gracious and he still forgives you, he already knew you were going to do it. He knows what you're going to continually do again. It's going to the Lord and just saying, God, I know you already know, but I'm still going to be obedient because in the Bible, you tell us to confess our sins. You can, you tell us to be bold. You tell us to come to him and to be repentance and to show that repentance in our actions and to turn the other way and to come to him. And so it is more for you than it is for God. And that's what I believe it is. And so that's kind of what I've come to. And I do think that's true is like, I just think it repentance changes you. It changes you from the inside and out. And it creates a, a healthier relationship with the Lord where there's no secrets and with other people. It just blesses you. Repentance blesses you. Obedience blesses you. And it's obedience to be repentant. And so obedience will always bring blessings. And so I just think it, it creates a healthier, um, non-secretive relationship with the Lord, with other people. And so it just changes you. And I think that's why it's important. 
That was a great question. It challenged me a little bit. I was like, huh, why is that? But I, I really do genuinely believe that. I do believe it is more for you than it is for God because he already knows and he's still gracious, but we don't want to abuse his grace. And so repentance is going and saying, God, I know you already know about this, but I don't want to abuse your grace. I want to still come to you and lay it at your feet and still admit and confess where I've messed up and then try to change my ways and to continually come and say, God, See what offensive way there is in me. Search my heart. Where there's an, where is there an offensive way in me? And clean me and purify me. It's more for you. Okay, the last thing I think is from this girl, Brenda. Hi, Janine. Um, I just want to say thank you for the, again, another beautiful episode of your podcast. And um, this time, the overcoming security and how to be more confident episode really resonates with me because I've been struggling with those since I can't even remember. <laughs> um, no, but thank you so much because you give so many insights that makes me realize what I do wrong and what I've been doing that is wrong or um, what should I do um, to feel better, to be a more confident daughter of god thank you so much and to stop overthinking Mm. to stop overthinking to stop thinking what people think of me because like you say people probably think of themselves they don't care about me so yeah thank you so much for what you're doing who you are thank you for always understanding me love you so sweet. Thank you guys so much. So those are just some of the questions I was going to answer today. Thank you guys for the voice memos every single time. I love listening to them. Um, yeah, we're going to start wrapping up this final episode. But yeah, thank you guys so much for everything. Um, this, like I said, will be the last solo episode. We have one more episode coming next. That one's an amazing episode. Please check it out. It blessed me so much. You guys are going to love it. And again, I'll try working on restocking the merch very soon, specifically the totes. I will be doing a little giveaway on my Instagram for the totes, so stay tuned. Make sure you're following the Happy and Healthy podcast for the giveaways for all uh, all the updates. Like I said, I'll still be around on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube channel if you want to stay up to date with everything going on. But thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for following every episode. Um, just staying tuned, sharing it. Just I just like I'm like so blessed by this podcast, and I'm gonna miss you guys. These next two and a half months is gonna be kind of like wait, what? Like, this is weird. I'm going to miss you guys so much. Um, but I will be back January 15th or whatever that first Tuesday is of the month of January or the middle of Tuesday, the middle Tuesday of the month. So, um, we'll announce the official date on the happy and healthy podcast. So this has been a blessing. I hope this podcast bless you as well. You guys got some advice and thank you guys for hanging out with me. I'm looking forward to season four, just so many fun things to come. You guys are amazing. And Ah, I'm like, why do I have to leave? This is so sad. But anyways, love you guys. I'll see you guys again next Tuesday for the, the last episode of season four, but until our season three, but until then you guys stay happy and healthy. Bye guys. Bye.